Hi, and welcome to Big Oof Coming Your Way, where we sent for baddie daddies. I'm Brandon. I'm Shania. And today we're going to be talking about the bad guy in media. Yeah, pretty fun. Yeah, really fun. Uh, This is probably going to be one of my more favorite topics, because (laughs) it's like, I get to talk about, I get, actually, I should rephrase that. You have to sit in a space with me and hear me talk about Darth Vader and Megamind. Oh, God, right. Yeah. And it's going to be real fun for uh, me. Just for everyone to know, I'm not groaning about the Megamind part. I do think Megamind is like a very underrated movie villain. And I love him very dearly. But the amount of times I've fucking heard him talk about Darth Vader during the course of us knowing each other. Do you know how hard it is for me not to do the Imperial March because licensing agreements right now? Oh, valid. Real hard. Yeah, we don't have enough money for that. So how have you been since the last podcast? Oh, I've been pretty good. What have you been doing? I finished watching Avatar. Mm-hmm. It's been pretty lit. And it's like the first time I actually watched it all the way through. I didn't really... I watched episodes occasionally when I was a kid, but like I felt like I was too far behind by the time I got like interested in it. Mm-hmm. And I could. it's not like it was super easy to like catch back up on a show. Yeah, because they didn't put it on, like, media. You either owned the DVD or you watched it when you were, like, 15 years younger. Yeah, they had occasional reruns, but, like, it wasn't a whole season worth of reruns that I really felt interested enough to watch. But now... Your mistake. It was my mistake. But now it's on Netflix. American Netflix. And it was great. Great. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> is that all you did for for the two weeks since this releases is watched Avatar? Um, I've been watching Avatar. I've been trying to like start some anime. I started one anime called um God, what was it called? I started one anime called My mm. Next Life as a Villainess. All routes. All lead routes lead to doom. Do. Yeah, that was yeah. it. And it is pretty awesome do you say routes or roots i say actually it really depends on the sentence i think i just figure it out the minute the word pops in my head and then i just go with that one yeah sometimes like words just sound right in the context of a sentence like like if i have to hear that one country song about route 66 then i say route 66 yeah to the point where you only say route 66 i've never heard anybody say it's route 66 i don't think i've never heard I, i haven't heard that either but if you talk about like Omni directions, and I have to pick which direction. I would say, like, that's the route we're going. But also, if you're retreating, sometimes you're on a route. True. So, yeah. But if we go to Sonic, we say we want a Route 44. I do say drink. I want a Route 44. I do do that a yeah. lot. I don't think I've ever called it a Route 44. That sounds disgusting. That sounds like the... It's either the most disgusting drink I've ever had, or it's the German Sonic where they pour alcohol in it secretly for Oktoberfest. So I get like an alcoholic cherry slushy. That does sound really good. Yeah, Route 44. Um, I also bought some games on the Steam Summer Sale. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You did do that. I what watched about... you do that. Yeah, you did. You did. And yeah. every day you messaged me. What'd you get? Um, I got... I do message you a lot. Yeah, you me- every day you message me and you're like, Look at the, the sticker. sticker. 
We get Did the, you get the sticker? Well, instead of doing that, I just send you the sticker I got to yeah. remind you of the fact like, that hey, I did it You're like, hey, friendly reminder, time. get the sticker. I and did it first, every day. They're cute. Was, they are cute. At first I was like, leave me the fuck alone. But then I got the first sticker and I was like, okay, no, he has a point. Yeah, showed you. He has a point. Showed uh, you. The stickers are cute. Get it. <laughs> and now you can't get any more. No, I can't get it's any It's all over. I got a sticker every single day. Every day of the summer sale, I, I got a sticker. A, I got a good amount of stickers, though. Exactly, but I got every one of them. That's true. I did it all. You did. I did not spend 2,000 of my points, though, on something new. I oh. had 2,000 more. I think they're going to bring it back, so it's, like, fine, but... I think they do. I think there is kind of an overlap, because I remember the last sale, I had some points that I hadn't spent. Yeah, like, all the points that you spent through the rest of it, they gave you points for. Yeah. So, I have, like, a ton of points starting. Yeah. Um... You were going to ask me what I did, right? Yeah, I mean, you were going to ask me what I... You asked me Oh, what yeah, I, I asked you what I bought. Right, right, Let's right. Let's see. So Sorry, I bought... I'm super narcissistic. <laughs> no, you're good. I bought Spin Rhythm XD. Yeah, yep. I bought... Which has been a lot of fun. Anyone looking for a good rhythm game, I would definitely recommend it. Can I... Can I jut in one more time, though? Yeah. Um, I realized something about Rhythm XD. Uh-huh. Watching you play it is really fun. I am also grossly under-endured in my life because I will dance to it for about a minute and a half and I will complete I'll go like all out because I can't dance whatsoever but like I just go all out for it a minute and a half later I'm like sitting in the chair going (sighs) just heavy breathing going man that's a good song he really was like going through it like I was playing it and he was like flailing in the background okay that's rude but cool and at the end of the minute and a half mark he was like I, uh... I'm gonna pass out. I hope you have fun. <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking die. Uh, my heart's gonna explode. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I've realized, like, I just have that switch of all or nothing when you yeah. play that game around me. Um, and then I also bought City Skylines because I played it with you and I thought it mm-hmm. was fun. You built your own city on mine. I did, yeah. And then I bought some of the DLC for that. And then I bought one more game. But I can't remember which one it was. It wasn't E-Shade. No, I played I East saw you Shade. reach for the phone to just check your history for one game that you bought. Yeah, I'm not going to remember. I'm so sorry that you're so rich that you can't remember what games you buy. Wow! How many games do you have in your library? That's not important. Just ask how many games I bought to the sale. How many games like did seven. you buy? Yeah, exactly. I can't remember all. <laughs> I, bought, I bought three Yakuza's. Mm-hmm. Um, Yakuza 0, Kwame 1, Kwame 2. Mm-hmm. Which is streaming. I am streaming Yakuza 0 right yeah. now. Um, well, not right now. That'd be really cool, doing a podcast while I'm streaming. That'd be an extreme amount of my effort, not to, like, overlap that so hard. True. Uh, what else did I buy? I bought uh, Darkest Dungeon. I've been playing that. Um, I love-hate that game right now, so that's pretty fun. You bought uh, Devil May Cry? I did buy Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. I have not played that. Mm-mm. I'm saving that for, like, sometime later in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you bought... You bought two more. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> um, We're well, the most reliable narrators. Oh, you know what else I did? What? I started a podcast. Oh, true. It's this one. Oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> I I started a podcast. It is a lot of work. I, I did all that. Oh, true. I'm very proud of that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Have you been watching anything? Um, 
I probably watched some more movies in between here and there. I, I'm sorry. I really know. I'm going to just, like, out you. You are not really paying attention to me. You're checking your goddamn library just at the right to, moment. It's kind of I'm watching me, it. It's you bought Terraria. Me. You bought Terraria. That was the game you bought. Oh, my God. That's what. It, that's exactly what. Oh, and I bought Not Tonight. Which you did by like, Not Tonight. Which the is bouncer like game. Papers, please, except you're a bouncer. Yeah. So I really didn't need you to expose me like that. No, I'm sitting here watching you do it. And then you had the gall to like ask a question without even looking or being particularly interested. You were just I sitting just, there looking at the know, phone. I wanted to know. You're just like, were... Terraria, this one, this one. I'm like, it's the top one. It's Terraria. It's the one that has zero hours played, but purchased. Um, And keep in mind, uh, Terraria, I bought that because he literally begged me to. Um, I didn't on, actually on beg. His I niece, said you should... He begged me on his knees and he said, oh my God. Actually, what I did was I dug my ditch so I could be lower. <laughs> so I'm like on my knees in the ditch uh, in hell. Yeah. Yeah. So I could just be really, really low to the ground, you mm-hmm. know? Because mm-hmm. that's what, uh, if anything has taught me, the lower and more pathetic you look, mm-hmm. people will do something for you. Yeah, it's that evolution. Is, that's only child syndrome. Yeah. Is just beg and you win. Constantly. He does, if you ever meet him in person, he does give off very powerful only child vibes. I am an only child. Yeah. So, I'm yeah. glad I give up the vibes that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, watching stuff. That's what you asked me, right? Yes. Um, I don't think I watched anything, actually. I'm pretty sure, like, I had stuff on in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just didn't pay attention to it. Like, there's, I, I can picture moments. Like, I watched uh, Curtis Connor do his magic video. I watched, um, I watched The Office, technically. Mm-hmm. And I remember snippets of watching, like, I remember Pretzel Day. I remember, like, Jim becoming co-manager. Mm-hmm. I don't remember watching the episode, though. I just remember being Fair. there. I, I also remember Dwight, you ignorant slut. But, like, I remember that <laughs> since the moment I watched it, so... Speaking of villains, I have also been watching Hannibal. Oh yeah, you were watching Hannibal again. Yes, because NBC's Hannibal is back on Netflix. I'm very confident that there's going to be a season four. To anyone, I told you that. Yes. To anyone who hasn't watched it before, it's really good. I'm obsessed with Mads Mikkelsen. He's a very eccentric Dutchman that I think plays... No, he's Danish. No, is that Nikolaj? Nikolaj Kosterwaldo is Danish. He's Danish. Also, Mads Mikkelsen is Danish. You know there are more than one Danish person. I thought on the there planet. was only one Dane in all of yeah Dane Cook Denmark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I didn't know that there was more so, than that's, one. That's a really good joke. I needed to laugh for myself. If you're the singular uh, Dane, if listening? you if you beat Dane Cook in a fight you become the new dane of hollywood yeah so if you it comes with no perks yeah people will never respect you enough Mm -hmm. and somebody will be gunning for your position yeah i have tried three times to fight dane cook i've lost (laughs) three times trying to fight dane cook uh each time he goes "Mm," even louder than before and that kind of is like a sonic boom to my head and that's it i just can't beat dane cook at a fight but yeah, I mean, anyone who hasn't watched Hannibal before, like, it's really good. I feel like Mads' portrayal of Hannibal Lecter is amazing because it's like, it's him before he's in jail. 
and before he's caught. Mm-hmm. Also, the show is beautiful, makes cannibalism look very disturbingly appetizing. I don't like that you said that. Okay, but like anyone... Just, just picture the Brandon didn't like that. <laughs> it's like in The Sims where there's like a negative Yeah, that was exactly what that. happened. <laughs> just a complete negative right but there. like if you've watched it, you understand. No, it's I'm like, good. No, it's literally the classical music in the background and he's making these like... I understand what the seed is. Yeah. But you said disturbingly appetizing and that is a no for me. Because it is disturbing how appetizing they make it look. I feel like that... I, I stand by that. Okay, that's cool. I stand by that. So that's gonna that's gonna be the hill that you died on. It is. And then Hannibal is gonna try to eat you. I would hope so. That's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) Um At least I'll do it well, you know? Um, I was gonna say something and I forgot what it was. It was something other than Hannibal though. You kinda like completely distracted me with the Hannibal talk. Which is good, because, like, you enveloped me in how disgusting I, or how disgusted I am with you right now. (laughs) That it made me lose all thought. That was, I don't have anything to go, you have to carry from here on. I don't, I, you kind of broke me a little, so I need to piece myself back together while you're doing that. Okay, well, another thing that I really like about his uh, portrayal is- Okay, maybe not about Hannibal. You, uh, okay, okay fine. fine, fine. Yeah, about his... The last thing I'm going to say is the other thing that I really love about his portrayal of Hannibal is because he's had this, like, super weird background. He used to be, like, a juggler, and he was a dancer. So his, like, facial movements are, like, so minute. It's, like, fucking terrifying. Like, he doesn't have to really do anything. He can just, like, kind of, like, twitch a muscle in his face, and then you're just like, wow, he's literally about to kill someone. It's powerful. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, who's your favorite villain? Oh, mine? Yeah. Uh, Darth Vader. Uh-huh. Yeah. You still broke me. Like, I, I don't know <laughs> where to go. You're talking to them. I'm not talking to you. I, you're. It's just you and them for right now. Uh, my my next podcast uh, host has got to be gotta be less of a little bitch talking about a That's very rude little bit of candy. If you didn't eat a person, <laughs> you're a bitch. If you don't find that shit appetizing, <laughs> if you don't find it, if your mouth isn't watering though, <laughs> then what are you doing? What are you even doing? Oh, um, but yeah, Darth Vader is probably my my favorite villain um, mm-hmm. because I really fall for like the pure evil um, side when I was like a kid before the prequels were made. I fall for, like, the pure evil side pretty well. Uh, and then, you know, he gets, like, the whole... He gets six movies. Yeah. And only six. Only six? And only six. <laughs> um, so he gets those. So that's how we feel about... About what? Okay. <laughs> yeah, something to say? No. <laughs> All right, great. So, yeah, he made six... We had six movies. Six, right. Okay. And a bunch of comics. Uh-huh. And... He's on, like, the TV episodes, and it's, like, every single time mm-hmm. they get a little bit closer to what I want from him, which is, like, in the, the Rogue One scene, which mm-hmm. Disney didn't want to put in the movie, and they really had to fight tooth and nail, and I genuinely don't remember that much about Rogue One. I do remember both of Darth Vader's scenes. I remember a lot of Ro- about Rogue One because that was, like, a bomb-ass movie. I remember the the dude who was, like, I am, I'm one with the Force, the Force is one with me. Oh, I thought that was really cool. Forces, yeah. I thought, like, the, the scenes were really cool, 
but nothing to me beats like the the pure shock and awe of the first time you watch Darth Vader just massacre people down the hallway because it really is like the first time on the big screen that we see yeah he's the most powerful like force user to ever live he's the chosen one that scene is him actually like playing up to that title where he is just massacring people at such like an uncaring level there's like vader down which is the comic where he's stranded alone on a planet Mm -hmm. and there's the whole platoon around him and there's like it's the whole rebel platoon they're like you're surrounded and he's just like all i am surrounded by is fear and dead men and he goes on to kill all of them that's valid yes if anyone hasn't (sighs) uh if anyone hasn't watched uh the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One to the background of Gimme More by Britney <laughs> Spears. Um, I would really highly recommend it because I really do feel like that should have actually been in the movie. There you go. Yeah. But he's also, he's in, um, he's in Rebels. He's very good in Rebels as right. a villain. Especially because that's where you get the meme where on a planet with no atmosphere, mm-hmm. he's standing on top of his fighter, mm-hmm. his fucking ship. He's standing on top of it, using the force to come down on it, while his cape flaps in the wind, which means he's using the force, instead of just flying down there and landing like, you know, a normal human being does, Darth Vader says, I got a great idea. I'm going to stand on top of my ship. I'm going to float myself and the ship at the exertion of my own power to do so. Float down, but wait, I think my cape should flap. Not like a regular, like, it's just kind of floating. It's like... It's and he's about, just letting it go. It's about the aesthetic. He's so dramatic. Even in um in the novelization, when he turns into Darth Vader, um, and he kills the Separatist people, and they're like, he, it, they say it in the movie. I think that it's like we we promise to be handsomely rewarded. And in the book, Anakin says, "You don't think I'm handsome?" and then kills him. It's such, like, a little smart-ass, overdramatic thing. Oh, and thing. this was after he's no longer a snack, because he was a No, snack. that's that's when he's still... That was in the novelization of Revenge of the Sith. So uh, he's still pretty. So he's he like, was... you don't think I'm handsome? And then kills him for it. It's such a good thing, because it's before he gets his limbs cut and everything, so he's still Snack Vader. He was, in fact, a snack. Darth Vader... Anakin Skywalker had a good long prime. Yeah. Darth Vader had a short but very good prime. Yeah, like, Hayden Christensen in... The last... The Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, that was really... The last Star Wars movie ever made. Right. Besides Rogue One and right. Solo. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, we're including Solo. Well, they're not part of, like, the the first six movies. They're uh-huh. not part of, like, the main story. I'm just trying to figure out what the rules are. Solo's not a bad movie. Okay. It's just... There was this other movie that was released um, mm-hmm. that wasn't Star Wars related. Right. I don't think it was, at least. Mm-hmm. And it killed people's desire to watch Star Wars movies and then solo release because they kind of pulled a Marvel where they were like backing their releases one after another. Like dropping the joke. Okay, yeah, the sequels kind of made it so it was like sequel, Rogue One, sequel, solo, and then sequel again. So they kind of marveled it where they just did back to back to back to back on this franchise, but people did not have the support and it did not have the arc build up. Because Rogue One and Solo have everything to do with the original movies and nothing to do with the sequels. Yeah, Black that's Panther true. and um, what was the other one? It's not Wonder Woman. Nope. Captain one. Marvel. Yep. Both of those movies had something directly to impact the following movie that they were in. Mm-hmm. So it made perfect sense. 
So, yeah, I feel like that fatigue really set in, and Solo paid for it. It's not a bad movie. I consider it the most meh movie of Star Wars, and yet, there that's, it is. That's really fair. I also, like, wasn't, like, the biggest fan of the person they picked to play Han Solo. He's fine. Yeah, I thought he was fine. I thought um, Donald Glover was a good choice for Yeah, Orlando. he did fine. I think everybody did fine is the thing. Yeah, it was fine. And then The Mandalorian came out, and then uh, Baby Yoda exists. And so everything is fine now. Yeah, also it was his name, Pablo Pascal? Pedro Pascal! Pedro Pascal, that's it. He's really good as that's the Mandalorian. Zaddy! He's really good. He's not a villain. So we no. can't talk about him too much. But he's very, very, very good in that. There's a lot of good, good people. It. You want to talk about villains more? Yeah. Okay, great. Because we went with Darth Vader. And I feel mm-hmm. like the last thing that I didn't say about Darth Vader, um, he has like so many quotes. He has a good song. And I think that's what makes him such a good, like legitimately fun to watch villain. I think that's what's most important about this segment of our podcast right now. Yeah. Is like... What makes them so good? Because you have so many villains. You have the complicated one, the pure evil one. But there's, I think beyond that, there's also the protagonist villain. But there's mm-hmm. also like all the things. You got to have the music. You got to have the vibe. You got to have like exactly what you're trying to show your audience. Darth Vader was never supposed to be the true bad guy. He was mm-hmm. supposed to be offed in the first movie at the end when the TIE fighter like explodes and tail spins out. Yeah. That was supposed to be the last time you see Darth Vader in the series. And someone said, bring him back. That's how you know you have something good, all right? Yeah. So in that essence, what's just a good villain? Because I have my next one, but I want you to talk about one personally. Um, in the essence of uh, kind of what I've been watching lately, Azula. Azula's so good. She's just a really good... Honestly, I love kind of like the dynamic and like villainy between like her and her father. Ozai, yeah. Yeah. I really feel like... They're, like, two very different types of villains, and, like, it's really satisfying to see, like, the juxtaposition. Because it's, like, Ozai, like, he's a very, like, ambitious kind of, like, whatever I have to do, like, it literally doesn't matter. I'll do whatever. Yeah, it's, he's really fueled by, like, he wants to be, it's, it's kind of funny because looking back on it, Mm -hmm. he really is, like, the bigger version of Zhao's same thing, where Zhao wanted to be remembered in the history books. Ozai wanted to essentially be a god. Zhao's like, you take the moon! You take take the the moon! moon. (laughs) And you take the moon! (laughs) That's pretty much it. Yeah. Um, But that was, he wanted to be like Zhao the Conqueror, the guy who ended the war and everything, and a great general. Ozai wanted to be the greatest, not only Fire Lord, the greatest, like, ruler ever and want to be immortalized forever in that regard yeah um so it is it's pure ambition and it's really really lovely because like well you got to binge it i spent years waiting for that face reveal yeah and then you you reveal it and there's just him yeah i mean it's kind of wild because i mean my first thought was kind of like okay but like why do you have to be so cute though but like (laughs) i was like well you know i i feel like it was unnecessary to make him such a snack but at the same time it makes sense because like i feel like everyone in the fire nation is like very attractive i mean that's kind of the running joke yeah but i mean sozin is also obviously a monster but um you know. Sozin's a monster. Ozai's a monster. Ozai's a monster. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, Sozin is also a good villain. Yeah. He spent 25 years not talking to his best friend, and then the minute, the minute he's like, really "Hi, messed... how you doing?" punches him in the face. That really that's, messed it me was up. So good. Yeah, but no, Ozai's a 
Ozai's a really good villain. Azula, I love Azula particularly because it's like, I you've said this before, where it's like you feel like Avatar is kind of like the opposite of Steven Universe. Yeah. And that like, villains, like they can kind of have partially like reasons as to why they are the way they are. But it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, they're automatically going to find some type of redemption. Yeah, I talked to I talked to someone I knew, um, and if you're listening, I had a really good talk and I really enjoyed it. Love said, you. Yeah, who said, like, the main point of Steven Universe is really about the family ordeal and everything. Yeah. And so we had this long talk, of, and we agreed that, like, Steven Universe's whole galactic sphere of things, that whole, like, huge war and plot line was never the main point. And I did agree to that. The problem is when you leave something like that so open doored. Yeah. Um, it's really hard to redeem them on the bigger scale. I think Avatar did a wonderful, 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 amazing job of never letting the personal family like drama of Zuko's life become too big to where we can easily ignore the literal atrocities that they've been committing for the last hundred years, and exactly. then both propagating, being influenced by, and then directly influencing azula essentially ended a war with what she did and she is a bad person yeah like you essentially it's like they kind of show you like okay like azula part of the reason that she's this way is because she grew up in a really toxic unhealthy like environment where Mm -hmm. her father directly pitted her and her brother against each other so mm-hmm. that she grows up to be, like, incredibly, like, ambitious. But also, like, she's kind of a psychopath. I mean, she does, uh, like, you've you pointed that out a lot with the turtle duck. And yeah. that was, like, when she was five or so. She's like, look how she, like, pets a turtle duck. Zuko throws the rock. Yeah. And that's kind of her influencing him. And then Zuko's mom's like, we don't do that here. Don't yeah. do that. Because yeah. the mom will protect. And that's a good little foreshadowing for later. And when, like, Iroh's son dies and he's, like, very understandably upset about it. And Azula's like, okay, but you can, like, stop being such a little pussy. Also, she literally had the question of if Iroh's son dies, does that mean that yeah. her line now gets to be, like, the Fire Lords? Yeah. So it's so. definitely just, like, a combo of, like, nature and nurture. And, like, these are spoilers for the comics, but, like... Oh, yeah, I've read... You want me to do that yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've read the comics. Um, here's the thing. For all the people who would eventually go on to say, like, oh, yeah, well, maybe she can be redeemed. Like, maybe, like, they just capture her. So, no. Bunch of stuff happens. I love the fact that, like, she has that breaking point mentally where she literally hallucinates her mom because that becomes a huge thing in the comics. There's a lot more family drama about Zuko and Azula trying to work out their issues. And mm-hmm. even to the point where she joins Team Avatar uh, kind of out of necessity... While Zuko looks for um, their mom. That's the whole, what was going to be season four. That was the whole point. They turned it into a comic that really only served to mainly benefit season two of Korra. But Mm -hmm. like moving past that, despite everything that happens between them in those comics, despite anything, any kind of growth, even um, spoilers, they do find their mom. um, All the growth between that. She still tries to overthrow Zuko. Yeah. At the, after all of it. She's yeah. still doing that. So she never truly changes from being that person. And I kind of love that because, like, you can grow as a person and still never get out of, like, your goals, your ambitions, your, yeah. like, negative desires can absolutely double back onto you like that. Yeah, because I know you have some feelings about, like, Steven Universe and, like, basically, like, space Nazis and, like... Because they are space Nazis. <laughs> They are. If, 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 if the Fire Nation 
was originally meant to be like imperialist Japan. Mm-hmm. Steven Universe, whether intentionally or not, made themselves some space Nazis. Yeah. And so you have to deal with that. I just think Avatar, because that was also such a huge focus point for them, and they never lost sight of that, even in the family drama, like I said, they kept that part strong. They yeah. kept such a good level of maturity and like how to deal with it, and they never wrote it off in favor of something else that they were willing to focus on. They had yeah. to write around what they made. Even with um, you know them seeing a picture of baby Ozai... And them, like, realizing, like, oh, this is a person, like, all people are sacred. And then Aang deciding to spare Ozai in the end. Ozai was still like, oh, you're a little bitch. Like, I'm still Yeah, he still gonna... killed him. He yeah. still tried to kill him. Yeah. Um, like, and... he didn't have a magical moment where he was like, you know what? Like, maybe, you know, we shouldn't be... Like, I- I'm really grateful that you spared my life, so I'm just not going to do this anymore. I admit defeat. Like, no. At, at the finale, when Zuko says, like, maybe sometime in jail we'll do the same for you because, like, he's referencing his own exile being the best thing that happened to him. Mm-hmm. What happened is he never <laughs> redeems himself. No. There's no redemption for Ozai. He remains to be that person forever. He yeah. was that person the first time we saw him on screen, the first time we saw his backstory. Yeah. He remained to be that person until the last possible moment. It's yeah. really great to be that kind of villain yeah. because you stick to who you are. You yeah. don't change your whole personality overnight. A song and dance doesn't change you forever. It can inspire change in you down the line. Zuko was like a year-long journey of like just what's happening here. Yeah. It's it's a years of exile for him. And he's still like at the end in the Earth Kingdom, like he still decided to side with Azula, mm-hmm. even after all of that. And what I love is the writers were going to change him at that point, and we yeah. were going to get a whole season of Hello Zuko here. But the I writers changed it, and the directors changed it because they flat out said this isn't realistic of enough of a change because he needed to have that classic moment. You are when you are going through like those those. Um, coming-of-age periods where you kind of double back into your own things during, like, a troubled past. Yeah. Like, he stuck to what he knew, and, like, he thought that short-term acceptance was the thing that he wanted most. Then he realized that it's something much more that meant to him that he lost in the process. Mm-hmm. To a much smaller extent, I'm sure a lot of us of teens have done that. They took yeah. the short-term gain and lost something much bigger to them in return, but they didn't realize it. And it exactly. took... Exactly much longer and much more pain to get that thing back. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, you don't even remember what the short-term thing was and how much it meant to you in that way. Yeah. You remember it because you lost the long thing. Yeah, and like, kind of on like a similar front, I know it doesn't get nearly as much love, which, I mean, I feel like it kind of, it, it's kind of deserved. But I do feel like in Legend of Korra, I thought Amon was like a really, really good villain. My mom was. Yeah. Like, I really think that, like, kind of them going deeper into, like, the power dynamics between benders and non-benders. And then the ending was, like, shit. Well, yeah, that's because Nickelodeon lifted their grasp on don't they were kill like, people. Yeah, they were like, you know what? We'll give you a little murder-suicide as a treat. Mm-hmm. And they took it. Yeah, they really did. They yeah. really went... Well, that's because Korra was only supposed to be one season. Korra was only, supposed, was to only supposed to do one season of Korra, and they made that three. Um, yeah. They did get to experiment with some ideas. Yeah. I don't 
I don't agree with most of those ideas. Yeah. Um, but that's not what we're here about. No. Um, we're here about the good villains, not the bad ones. Give me another villain. Um, Megamind. I like Megamind. It's about presentation. It's, that's the thing that I love about Megamind, is we're like, oh, I forgot to mention this about Azula, but I love the line that we always talk about mm-hmm. with Iroh, where it's like, she's crazy and needs to go down. Yeah. That pretty much pictures Azula. Like, you get the idea. Like... She is her sister, and there is important stuff, but she needs to go down. But she is also a psychopath. Megamind, on the other hand, is somebody who knows what they're doing, but they've been placed in that influence for, for so long, yeah. partially because you do see like how much Nurture deals with it. He's naturally yeah. a very good person, even to yeah. the point where his parents definitely gave him the Superman thing. And naturally, Metro Man is a... Uh, narcissist and loves the attention and the people that's why i like that he becomes music man at the end he doesn't do it for anything but then he thinks he's supposed to but he naturally just loves attention yeah i do love how they like very perfectly address like how like systematic inequality can like fuck up a person and lead them on a certain path also um i mean it was very blatant but i mean i felt like that was fine i never noticed this but did you know they have the same acronyms Metro Man and Mega oh, and Mind. Megamind, I never thought yeah. of that, but they both have double M's, which I think is supposed to show how like similar they truly are. Yeah. But also, I don't think it's um a coincidence because Metro Man is obviously based off of like classic golden age heroes like yeah, Superman. Obviously. Um, but he is like just a normal, like, white dude. And like yeah. Megamind has a different skin color and comes from a different um well, he comes from prison. Yeah. Which I think is if you look real deep into it, it's just supposed to be, like, he was born to be bad, almost. But I'm like... not saying that Zootopia could never, but, like, if we're talking <laughs> if we're talking about, like, racial allegories, like... Yeah. Mega Man definitely you did mean it. Mega Mind. Oh, Mega what? Man is if Mega they Man. fused. You just fusion, <laughs> fusion ha. Ha. And then, like, you get the charm <laughs> and muscle of Metro Man, but you get Mega Man's, like, huge head and the ray gun. is yeah. like, pew, pew, punch, pew. I'd, I'd die for that. Mega uh, Mind 2. Petition for that to be. Mega Mind 2, Mega Man. <laughs> and he just turns it, he actually just turns into Mega Man from yeah. the games. Yeah, so uh, we're going to be meeting with DreamWorks uh, right after. John Lasseter, get your briefcase ready <laughs> and make it filled with money. I've got an idea for you. Like, Megamind, like, definitely kind of did... It was a very on-the-nose metaphor, but it worked, and it was really good. I think the fun thing is, is it's about the cycle and being okay with the norm for a while, but Mm -hmm. if the norm changes, like, kind of who you are, really. Yeah. I love the fact that he's a villain, and he does everything classical of a villain, and that's what makes it part of this conversation. Megamind, for, like, what? Half the movie is 100% a villain. He's only the hero in, like, the back half. And even then, at the end, his song is still bad. Also, shout out to Megamind for having an incel. Yes, that was the next (laughs) thing. Is on the back half of that movie, Hal is the villain. And he is also a good villain because he was talking about something ahead of, like, Me Too. Ahead of, like, the nice guy trend a little bit. It was in that, like, moment of its early beginnings where we started labeling and calling it out more. Yeah. But it's such a good depiction of it. Mm -hmm. Like, it starts off as, like, innocent, but, like, she's obviously uncomfortable and turns into him kidnapping her, kind of forcing her, um, using his, like, 
immense power over her to get exactly what he wants and nothing consensual there. And him being upset because he thought because she was nice to him that she wanted to fuck him. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Like, yeah. His whole motivation is so good because it's the exact accuracy of it. Yeah. And the problem is a lot of movies make him the good guy. Mm-hmm. It's the, the classic, what's that family guy joke from James Bond? It's like, 50 no's and a yes. Means yes. Means yes. Yeah. That's basically what Hal is going for. Yeah. One yes. Essentially. Um, But yeah, so Megamind, it's the presentation. It's the vibe. It's it the, is. It's the it's vibe. It's the evil gadgets. It's the uh, way that Will Ferrell really pulled out, I think, one of his best voice performances. Mm-hmm. Just there's so much in that movie that I think makes him such a good villain and then such a likable villain. Yeah. Then when he turns hero, uh, turning face for you wrestling fans... It's so it's so natural, exactly. and how turning heel, becoming that villain, also is natural for the opposite reasons. Right. Um. Okay. What do you think the best example of like following a protagonist and like realizing they're actually the villain is? Death Note. Yes. Death Note. Absolutely. That's what I was thinking. Death Note is so quick too. Like yeah. they make him the villain pretty quickly. If so. I take a potato chip. <laughs> And eat it. <laughs> Reptiles. For the longest time, like, I knew about the meme, but then when I actually watched the scene, I was like, oh, like, this is actually, like, the fact that they were able to seriously convey that was very impressive. The thing is, that sucks, is I would love to talk all about Death Note. And we but might. I haven't but I have not finished it. That's it. You, you're only like halfway through Death Note, which Here's is like thing. awful. Um, I Just have, watch it. I have very severe commitment issues in multiple aspects of my life. The better the show is, the more she refuses and resists to finish it. That's correct. She um, hasn't finished Parks and Rec. No. Um, and I've watched it through three separate times. Except. But I've like stopped and like the last season because i'm like oh if if i stop if it ends it truly ends yeah the only i was able to watch the office because the last like two seasons were ass so i was like yeah if if goodbye michael was the end of the office it'd be really hard for me to get there i probably wouldn't have finished i honestly i honestly am probably gonna restart it and i'm in like the the like halfway through season six and he leaves at the half of season seven so a season before like you're saying I might just restart it from there or skip Goodbye Michael because it hits harder. That's what I do. Whenever I watch The Office, because I've watched it all the way through once, that's the only other time I, that's the only time I was going to plan on watching it once. And every other time I've rewatched it, I've just watched seasons two through like seven. You don't watch season one? I'm not like the biggest fan of season one. I'm not either, but I watched that basketball game. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Stanley doing, like, the dribbling. <laughs> that's fair. And also, yeah. you know he, um, the guy who plays Stanley, he has a new show that he's trying to get made, right? Oh, really? Yeah, Uncle Stan. Huh. And it's supposed to be Stanley, but, like, after The Office. So, is he still cheating on his wife? That's why I don't know. I know they're gonna focus <laughs> on it more. Like, yeah. about, and, uh, um, I forget his name. It's Leslie something. Um, do you look that Leslie up? Leslie Jones? No. No, the actual person who plays Stanley. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. can you look up his full name? Yeah. Um, but he did an AMA, and it was a really good AMA. Um, but he was basically promoting it to be picked up somewhere and using, like, a Kickstarter and stuff. And he was really sick. Stanley Hudson. That's the name of the character. 
Right. Sorry. Yeah, Stanley Hudson is played by Stanley Hudson. <laughs> Leslie David Baker. <laughs> Leslie David Baker. That's it. Yeah. Um, God. A.K.A. Stanley Hudson. But yeah, he's making, uh, he's, he's trying to, uh, get a show done where it's about Stanley in his more personal life where he would get to see a little more of a deeper version. Oh. And I'm kind of into that because we don't have a continuation of The Office, but a lot of the actors, a lot of the crew kind of want that reunion episode or that yeah. continuation. So for him to kind of take the step and go, I really like this character. I'm not getting any younger here. Like... I want to do something while I still, like, have the ability to and I still have connections and everybody yeah. else is still around. Everyone except for John Krasinski. John Krasinski, I get it. He's like, like, he doesn't I want to be typecasted. Jim Halpert. Halpert. I am now CIA guy. Yeah. I don't remember I'm what like, his name is. Now I'm, like, hot buff CIA guy and I would like you to respect that. I wanted to be Captain America. Damn <laughs> And meanwhile, we're all like, that is Jim Halpert. That's Jim Halpert. That's I'm Jim sorry. Halpert. <laughs> what, did yeah. we, what did we talk about? You asked me a villain question and we got back to the office we got real to, quick. Yeah, because we got to Death Note. And then oh, I was yeah, talking, Death Note. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. talking about my commitment issues. Yeah, no, I remember how we got there now. Yes. But Death Note. Death yes. Note. Um, out of what you've watched, yeah. I think I know the scene you're going to talk about, so I feel comfortable asking the question. Okay. When was it that Light uh, Yagami, not Light Turner... Um, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, when was when was light uh, irredeemable for you? Um, I mean, I really feel like the moment that sealed it was the scene with the with like the watch. Yeah, where like he was like, where he says the girl would go commit suicide, where yeah. no one would find her. Yeah, that's such good imagery though, with like her walking up the stairs to a noose in mm-hmm. the animation. It's so like metaphorically good. Yeah. Um, he's bad. He's, like, extra bad. Yeah. Um, I love Light. I yeah. love Light Yagami. Yeah, like, it's, it's so really, good. Yeah, I, I do need to watch more of it. There are just so many, like, I just have so many moments where I'm like, right, finish this anime. And it's like, start a new one? And that part wins. Yeah. Every time. I have the same issue with video games. I have the same issue with video games books no actually most of the time i'll finish a book but video games are we TV gonna talk shows, about your commitment movies. issues the entire time or like i mean like we can no i would rather would not. you like for this you to just, be like a side you, she never finishes nothing so i don't ever <laughs> expect her to finish anything there we go did we sum it up <laughs> did we get we did. it done all right sweet so let's talk about uh the other one that i want to hear what you thought about the my next life as a villainess oh right yeah, yeah. so like my next life as a villainess it's actually not She's not actually a bad person because essentially the the um the whole point of it is that she grows up and she's kind of like a little shit and then she hits her head and she remembers her last life and she remembers that she died when she was 17 and she realizes that she's actually the villainess of one of her favorite dating sims that she played when she was a teenager. So then she kind of realizes that the protagonist, whoever they end up romancing, it ends up with her either dying or getting exiled. So she has to like figure out like, how am I supposed to keep them from falling in love with the protagonist? Yeah. But she realizes this when she's young. So so she literally just starts befriending all of them. <laughs> 
And it's just, it's on, it's the opposite thing. She's, she's so cute and she's actually like a good person. What did we talk about on, uh, when I was driving to get you here the other day where it was like, oh yeah, I can't, I can't wait for like when the protagonist goes up and it's like, hurry, Mr. Protagonist, your name, uh, (laughs) you have to slay this benevolent, kind person who has given me a puppy. Um... I don't think this is how it's supposed to go, guys. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah, she's probably gonna be like, well, what, well, what, what am I? What yeah, am I supposed like, to do? I yeah. feel like it's like Undertale where she's gonna have to break the game completely yeah. in order to get out of the system. Yeah, I just started watching it and I would really highly recommend it because it's honestly so cute. And right now, like, it's basically her just being like a really sweet kid. Yeah. And like befriending everybody else. Yeah, I'm probably gonna watch. A few episodes between here and then, so I can like the only warning that I have is like I'm not a hundred percent sure if like her adopted brother is like a love interest or not. Step bro, what are you doing? (laughs) Not in my Christian video game. Because in anime, like the bar truly is in hell. So um... yeah, what? It's it's a really low bar. Anime has a really low bar of acceptability. Yeah, I was literally texting him about it, and he was like, "Well, um, if there's not actual, hang on, I'll get the message. I'll get the message up right now." I was really proud of it. Um, you said that uh, the bar is really just that low for anime, huh? And I said the anime bar is literally just please don't commit egregious pedophilia. <laughs> It's that low. I can't even ask them to not fuck their mom or dad or, like, a teen. Just don't commit egregious pedophilia. I went on to say, it's super massively low, and yet I'm pretty sure that stuff has gone lower. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much the bar of anime. I've had to watch... A, I, I like Konosuba, mm-hmm. um, which I'm pretty sure would eventually, if we ever revisit this topic, would have a good villain, because I'm 99% sure the Demon King is uh, either going to be, like, just a standard warrior who's like, dude, you're pretty cool. I just wanted to, like, get a feel for cool people. Yeah. Or it's going to be, like, some wimp or something. It's going to be someone who's, like, even unaware that they're doing bad stuff. Or, like, that um, the Aqua unintentionally sent that person on a path yeah. and they became the Demon King. And Aqua was like, oh, right, I forgot about I, I 100% believe that's going to be, like, the anticlimax of the series. Exactly. That being said, Konosuba is, like, one of the funniest anime I've ever seen. There's so much fan service in it that yeah. I'm like, if it just didn't have this much fan service... I mean, and that's kind of why... Like, an entire other population of people would be watching it right and now. And that's kind of why I can't watch it because, like, it's just, like, too much. Like, in the first episode, it's, like... It's... It's... it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I don't think we need a... Uh, a descriptor of Konosuba's fan service here. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's that's my guilty pleasure anime. I feel guilty because I am actively perpetuating the things that I shouldn't be with Konosuba. Yeah. And yet, it's just so funny that I commit, like, eh, it's fine. Right. <laughs> so, for the end, right? Yeah. We're gonna do a lightning round. Okay. And we're just gonna back and forth real quick. Really good villains. All okay. Right? So, uh, do you want to be the starter? Because you get a couple more seconds to think about it if you're the starter. Otherwise, it's going to back forth, back forth. If it's too slow, then uh, we're both losers. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, you go first. 
uh, predator. Yzma. Alien. Alien? (laughs) I know where I'm going. (laughs) The Terminator and the first... No, wait a minute. Terminator. (laughs) No, wait a minute. Uh, You played yourself. Um... Clayton from Tarzan. That was a good villain. Oh, true, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Faster. Thanos pick isn't a good up. villain. Pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> Thanos isn't a, I was thinking Thanos, but I realized he's not a good villain. He's taken one poli class, and he's like, <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I know the solution to the world's problem. I think that's good enough. I think that's good enough. <laughs> Not fade. <laughs> I um, I think I think that's good. <laughs> um, excuse me. What if we just eliminated half of the universe? Well, Mister Thanos. Um, <laughs> I think that that would have drastic consequences unless you keep all the resources. No, I want those just gone too. Half, I want half of everything. Half gone. of everything. It's like if you cut a sandwich right. I want you to eat one of it. And then throw the other away completely. <laughs> and there's that that's pretty much I feel like that was his whole he went he went and got his doctorate afterwards, yeah. but his dissertation was on that, and he actually like got a business school degree. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just like even in business school, they were like, okay, so what's your dissertation on? Well, I'm thinking of taking half of the company resources and throwing it away. And it's like, okay, so we can make room for no re- new resources. Like Yes, exactly that. And it's like, that's brilliant. And that's how he got uh, affirm- affirmated. Yeah. Is that he wanted to throw away useless resources to get rid of it. And then as soon as he said, oh, no, some of them are like your best workers. And they're like, yeah. wait, what? What do you mean our best workers? They really should have just uh, had him want to fuck death. Would've oh, yeah, the sense. 70s. A good time. <laughs> like in the comics. <laughs> yeah. I just want death so badly. Um. Okay, well. Uh. Yeah, I'm, I'm Brandon. And I'm Shania. And this has been Big Oof Coming Your Way. And uh, be gay, cause chaos, have fun. And uh, don't forget to follow us. We have a a Twitter, Big Oof Podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh, I stream personally and have a Twitter. uh, My stream is twitch.tv slash brawlmite. And my handle is at brawlmite. We have a Patreon that you can find, Big Oof Coming Your Way. And we have... uh, podcasts now on spotify Mm -hmm. and a few others i think we're good for apple podcasts now but i'm not sure about that i'll definitely Mm -hmm. confirm that next time but you can find us at anchor uh, where you can listen on most any other podcast source that you can find Uh, so yeah that's pretty much it for me thank you friends and bye-bye